superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I am Ryan, warmly joined by Joey P. and by Andrew Erickson. Fellas, thank you for covering me for like a month. First, I was on vacation. I heard you guys talking about my you know, family reunion sack races and stuff like that. Uh, and then I was sick for a couple of weeks. So uh, I have missed getting to podcast with you guys and getting to preview each and every week. So thank you for, uh, for carrying the burden of that, Joe, while I was gone. <laughs> well, I thought it was just that the Ravens had a bye week, so yeah. you just figured you got one too. I, mean, I thought weird, that was kind weird. of weird. Worm is back on the show when the Ravens are playing a significant game. Yeah, it's really weird, weird how that I works. That too today. Funny Andrew, how the timing odd. of that worked out. Uh, I was listening to the shows. I was trying to follow along with how you guys were doing on your uh, on your predictions each and every week. Some pretty good ones last week, heading into Super Wild Card weekend. Quick recap here: Erickson nailed the Texans winning in Stroud's first playoff game. The Dolphins flaming out in KC. Green Bay and Dallas total over 50 the Packers almost hit that by themselves Erickson you just barely missed on George Pickens over 50 okay, and a half any, if anyone yards. had actually bet on that prop when they oh, had the chance no. to it was not at 50 like that number got destroyed because of all the weather concerns that got yes, back, back up yes. because they changed the weather so if it was at 50 that was the highest number you could have found <laughs> yes. so I'm sorry <laughs> when you found a lower number you were in Sounds the clear like excuses to me but okay yeah that's what yeah. I'm hearing too uh, and of course you were not correct about the Eagles uh, winning ugly they lost ugly uh, that was a uh, bad, bad performance by them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so you were half right. Joe gave us Flacco over 300 passing yards. He, Joe, you barely missed on Rashi Rice. You had nine catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. He had eight catches, but he did everything else. So you were the right idea, just uh, not quite, couldn't stick the landing. Uh, you nailed Dak Prescott 300 yards and three touchdowns, even though that came in a loss, of course. And you were right about Stafford and Puka putting on a show. You were wrong about the Rams getting the upset, though. And then last you missed on Josh Allen throwing for 300 yards, but you were right about Allen totaling four touchdowns. So pretty close there. We're going to see if we can do even better this week with our divisional round top 10 predictions. We're going to go five to one for each analyst. Erickson, let's start with you. Your number five prediction here. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. They're going to cover the massive spread against the 49ers playing on the road. They did it last week against the Dallas Cowboys, and I think they can do it again. I don't think they necessarily will win outright, but when you look at this Green Bay Packers team and where they've had success is playing teams that they are familiar with. When you look at LaFleur against Mike McCarthy, the West Coast offense, Dan Quinn coming from Seattle, like they were very familiar with how Dallas plays offensively and defensively. And I think they had advantages in that matchup. And I think you're going to see something similar here against the 49ers offense that obviously LaFleur is very, very familiar with. When you look at these last couple of matchups, when Kyle Shanahan has gone head to head with LaFleur, I mean, LaFleur's Packers are 2-1 and one straight up in the last three matchups against Kyle Shanahan. 2-0 the last two games, and those games were both played in San Francisco. So, again, I'm looking at this as 10 points for a Packers team that just absolutely destroyed the Dallas Cowboys. Like, it wasn't even close. It was Dallas at home who has been unstoppable for the last two seasons. And the Lions come out, okay, yeah, the Packers are 10-point dogs. 
I don't think there's enough respect. I expected it to be more around like seven or eight points. And when I was, I was surprised when I pulled up the books, I'm like, wow. Like, I don't think the Green Bay is getting enough respect. I don't think people are reacting enough to the beatdown that they had against the Dallas Cowboys. So I like Green Bay to cover here. I don't know if they're going to win because the 49ers are obviously a death star on offense, especially at home. But I think 10 points is too many. So I'm going to give the Packers covering the spread. And I think that means we're going to see points on both sides. So I do actually like one of these props here for the 49ers side. George Kittle over 50 receiving yards. Packers are horrible against tight ends. Second highest yards per reception allowed to tight ends. 26 in DVOA against the position. And George Kittle, what he does is just make big plays. Like he doesn't always get a ton of volume because of all the other pass catchers and key players in that 49ers offense. But when George Kittle gets the ball, he creates massive plays. And we look at the last couple of matchups when the 49ers have played Joe Brady's defense. George Kittle has kind of that one constant threat where he's had big games against his Green Bay defense before. So I like George Kittle go over 50 receiving yards, got over in four of his last five games, including six of the 49ers last seven home games. I think I saw on Twitter from Aaron Schatz, who does DVOA, that the Packers in weighted DVOA, like giving extra weight to more recent games. I think they're a top five team recently. I, I'm not, I forgot to look it up to confirm that. Yeah, I think I saw that a couple of days ago, but they've been playing amazingly well and are like right there with the elite of the elite, basically behind only Baltimore and San Francisco in terms of their recent play. So I, I agree with you that I think 10 points is way too much. What do you think about this, Joe? I agree uh, that 10 points seems like a bit much. Uh, and it's not where I thought we were starting. I thought we were going to obviously start in Baltimore because Ryan was back. So uh, we might as well just piggyback with another one of mine that I was saving for later. But I might as well just move it up here to the conversation, which is I'm also where Erickson is here on George Kittle. Now, instead of going with the receiving yards, I'm just going to keep this just a little simpler, which is George Kittle anytime touchdown plus 145, because what you saw last week is that Ferguson was the guy that was tearing up uh, the secondary there for the Green Bay Packers. That was something that was a real problem. They couldn't they didn't have an answer for him. They had some answers there for everybody else, but not so much for Ferguson. And that is my concern there when you have that situation lining itself up. And I think it's a really good spot because the, the trouble with Kittle props is always the same thing. There's just too many options when it comes to the 49ers nowadays between Ayuk and between CMC and Debo Samuel and, and look at the Kittles in there too. So at the end of the day, I think that the touchdown is very viable, but I'm staying away from the yardage. I'm staying away from the receptions props too, because I just think they're too volatile and they're too tough to nail down. So if I'm going to start somewhere in this game, I will agree with Erickson. Kittle's a really good place to start, but instead I'm going to go for the touchdown and take that plus money. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. We've got a killer divisional round on the docket this weekend. Texans, Ravens, Packers, 49ers on Saturday. Then on Sunday, we've got uh, the uh, Bucks, Lions, and of course, the game of the weekend, Chiefs, Bills. That matchup in Buffalo has the Bills laying a field goal at home. Well, it might have moved to two and a half. It's in that range uh, against their nemesis, Pat. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. That game's going to be amazing to wrap up the weekend. So however you guys plan to bet those matchups, remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code FANTASYPROS. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 100 68 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Yes, Joe, I think we were supposed to start with uh, Ravens, Texans, but I think you guys mm, both have okay. second predictions in the Packers 49ers game. So let's stick with that game and wrap that up before we get back to that Baltimore Texas matchup. Erickson, what's your next prediction in the Packers 49ers game? I'm going to go with Jordan Love. Is going to throw for multiple touchdowns for the sixth straight game. He's been an absolute revelation this year in terms of how well he has played with all the young playmakers around him. And when also it comes to him in fantasy football, like Jordan Love is going to be someone next year we're going to be ranking consensus as a fantasy QB one. He was a top five fantasy quarterback, which is just crazy to think about. Like we weren't even really sure if Jordan Love could play at all. <laughs> and then he goes out. <laughs> especially with the inconsistencies of his playmakers, like Christian Watson was hurt, like basically for the majority of the season, he was looked at and viewed as the number one option in this offense coming in. And, you know, Jordan Love got it done without even him necessarily playing a massive role for the most of the year. I mean, he was on a limited snap count when they absolutely destroyed the Dallas Cowboys. Christian Watson barely played in that game. So Jordan Love, with all of his weapons, again, I think that they can keep pace in this game against the 49ers. So again, I think he's going to throw multiple touchdown passes for the sixth straight game. And I think that just some low-hanging fruit when it comes to the props. This is something that we talked about last week. Jordan Love, or I think I talked about it in one of my um, one of my videos that I did last week. Jordan Love over 250 passing yards. This one has been automatic over the last couple of weeks. When you look at the 49ers, they are a, a team that you have to attack with volume because they're always scoring points on their side of the ball. So quarterbacks, game plans have to be you know surrounded by that passing game. So I think Jordan Love is going to be throwing the ball a ton in this matchup. 49ers allow the third most completions to quarterbacks this season. And Love has been consistently hitting this number. Eight of his last 10 games, so 80%, he's gone over 250 passing yards. So for me, I think this one's another low-hanging fruit with Jordan Love. Just keep taking the overs, especially as his guys, Christian Watson, gets healthier. I mean, Bo Melton, Dontavian Wicks, Jaden Reed, like, pick your guy, and, the, and he gets it done. So I'm excited to see what Jordan Love does in this matchup and next year with all these guys entering their second and third seasons. Joe, it's obviously early, but I'm curious before we get to your next prediction, where do you think you're going to have Love ranked, you know, among quarterbacks mm. going into next season? Because he he's obviously like it's been so much on the touchdowns, which like you theoretically could regress. But like the guys are so young. He's looked amazing. Like I'm really fascinated to see where he winds up in everybody's rankings next year. Yeah, it's hard not to think of him as a top 10 guy. I mean, yeah. if you're already thinking early on, you know, you're going to have, let's say, let's say Josh Allen's going to be up there. Hurts is going to be up there. Mahomes is going to be up there. Lamar's going to be up there. That's four already deep. So me, Anthony Richardson's going to be right up there, too. I don't want to forget about him. So after that top five, I mean, like, I think Richardson's a guy that could absolutely break fantasy next year if everything breaks right, especially with Shane Steichen as that head coach. But yeah, Jordan Love is one of these guys that we're going to sit back here and think about. And if you look at the early rankings right now, I'm looking at fantasypros.com because I was actually curious myself because you've still got to deal with what Dak Prescott comes back and does next year. CJ Stroud, how good he was. Justin Fields, how good he was. Joe Burrow, healthy again. Brock Purdy, as good as he was. Right now, Jordan Love is 13. He's behind Kyler Murray and behind Herbert. I mean, that feels about right to me, but you can make a case for him to crack the top 10. But 
there's a lot of talent in this quarterback spot now, and we're at least hoping in terms of guys getting healthy and guys having some bounce back seasons. So everything breaks right. QB1 should be very deep and very good, so you can wait on quarterback. But Andrew's credit, too. I mean, he makes a good point. He did a lot of good things here in a lot of tough circumstances, and I think he deserves a lot of credit. I think the way I would put it with Love is that I think he'll be a top 10 quarterback. I don't know which guy currently in the top 10 I would take out for him, but I do think when it, when it ends up, we'll, we'll see Love there. Uh, you are looking at a prop on the rushing game in this one, right, Joe? Mm. Yes. Part of the reason why I like the Packers to cover, because 10 is a big number, um, is Aaron Jones. Uh, four straight games of 20 more carries, four straight games with a hundred or more rushing yards. This guy looks like he's 23 again because he hasn't played all season. And now all of a sudden he's healthy. He looks fresh. Everything's great. And you know what? Nobody's fresh right now, except for Aaron Jones. He's the only guy. He's fresh. And I think that is obviously been a huge factor of how the Packers have played here down the stretch in some of these games and how love is played. To be honest, if you can run the football and balance out the offense, you have a really good job of keeping the defense on their heels. You can run play action stuff. You saw them, you know, I mean, the, the play where uh, Musgrove was what, like, I don't know how old was Musgrave open. He was like 10, 15 yards open Musgrave. He didn't even know and how open he was. He barely caught I, the ball. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> it was like 17 yards is what I saw. It was something ridiculous. You, you see that when a defender falls down or typically in a college game, you don't see that stuff in an NFL game. You never see that kind of wide open. And why is that? Because they were running a, a play up there to the right. Aaron Jones breaks out there. Everyone's going there. Next thing you know, they're running him in that drag route right across and up the seam. And next thing you know, it's a huge touchdown. So Aaron Jones and being healthy has had a huge impact on this offense. And if the game plan is, I think the only way LaFleur can really game plan to even keep things close here with San Francisco is to make sure you're running the football, taking time. Don't let the 49ers control the clock. Don't let them control the time of possession. If you do that, your history to stay in this game, you need to control that time of possession. And that starts with Aaron Jones getting another 20 plus carries. And at least AJ Dillon's injury means you don't have to waste carries on AJ Dillon. They're all going to Aaron Jones. And that's the smart thing to do right now. Yeah. Joe is right. Even at 29 years old, Aaron Jones doesn't look like he has that much tread on his tires. And speaking of tires, if you need oh. new tires for your car, Discount Tire is your go-to. They have exceptional service, and you get a 30% shorter <laughs> average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. They have this really cool feature called Treadwell, which is an online tire buying guide that gives you transparency on tire performance, as well as personalized recommendations based on your location and driving habits. Discount Tire is also the largest independent tire retailer in the country. So it has the biggest selection of tires and wheels. And here's a pro tip from the experts at Discount Tire. You can prevent wear and boost gas mileage by keeping your tires properly inflated. Tire pressure supports the weight of your vehicle and is important to check for safety. So if it's been over a month since you last checked your tire pressure, stop by one of their local stores for a free tire safety and air pressure check. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. Erickson, let's go now to your Baltimore-Houston prediction. I'm going to go with the Texans Ravens game being a shootout in Baltimore. I did check the weather and it looks like it's okay enough where I feel I can confidently say, all right, there's a little bit of wind, but nothing that CJ Stroud can't handle because this is a rematch of that week one game where I just vividly remember going back and watching that game, not even really looking at CJ Stroud's box score and just kind of going back to say, oh, like, how did this rookie do? Like, again, the final score was that the Texans got blown out by the Ravens at home, but you rewatch that game, it's like the Texans were in that game the entire time. And CJ Stroud looked like a guy that was not a rookie making his first start in probably the most hostile environment you could ask for. And it was that moment I was like, okay, I think we have something here. And even John Harbaugh said after the game in that week one matchup, like, 
this Texans team is going to be one that people are going to have to worry about. And that was in week one. And what do you know? Who is the first team that they're playing in the playoffs is the same Houston Texans team that I think is going to be ready um, for this Baltimore offense. I don't think that they're going to be looking at Baltimore, putting them on this pedestal as, oh, this is the number one seed. We don't stand a chance. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that CJ Stroud and company are going to be able to move the ball on offense. And that's why I think this game is going to be a shootout. You look at the games that Baltimore played this year, they're averaging just under 50 points total. So Baltimore has been a place where teams have been able to shoot out. Baltimore's defense has been good for most of the year, but against some of the stronger opponents, especially ones that run the 49ers, Shanahan, West Coast offense, they've had success. Go back to that Rams game. The Rams gave the Baltimore Ravens everything they had. It's the same similar type of offense that they run with Bobby Slovic in Houston. So I expect points in this matchup, and I obviously think the Ravens can score on the Texas defense I don't think is very good. So given that's going to be a shootout, my prop in this game, I'm going to go to the tight end position. Isaiah likely over 43 and a half receiving yards. At this time, we still don't know if Mark Andrews is going to play. I know he's activated off of injured reserve, so maybe just wait to get more news before you go gun-ho on Isaiah Likely, but you couldn't ask for a better matchup against the Texans, allowing the most receiving yards to tight ends this season. I know everybody in Fantasy Pros was on the David Njoku over last week, and, and that came through in soaring color. Like uh, David Njoku, Seriously. yeah, he had a monster game, and that's because the matchup is just so good against these Houston Texans. So Likely... 43 and a half receiving yards. He's been over 40 yards in five straight games as the starter. So if there's no Mark Andrews, fear not. Isaiah likely is going to deliver. Uh, don't don't be worried about Mark Andrews. Even if he does play, which I really don't think he will, it's going to be a very limited snap count. Like it'd probably be a guy they might use in the red zone to try and take advantage of the connection he has with Lamar down there. It, he's not somebody that's going to take away a ton of catches or or yardage from Likely, who has been playing so well. And like like again, even if Andrews plays, like. I would not expect an impact. I wouldn't be concerned about that at all. Erickson, I remember slacking with you after that week one game, talking about you were like asking my opinion on Stroud. And (laughs) and talking about how I was like, Stroud looked like he belonged. Like I know he didn't throw for any touchdowns. I know they got blown out, you know, in Baltimore. That's gonna happen to a lot of teams this year. I was right about that. But like Stroud looked legit. He looked like he belonged right off the bat, even like you said, not just reading the box score, but watching the game. So I I fully agree. And I remember having that conversation with you. Joe, what do you think about this matchup coming into this one? And and I want to also highlight the point that Erickson made about facing those Shanahan offenses because we've seen some of them that have done well, but also like the Dolphins really struggled against this Ravens defense and the Niners struggled against this Ravens defense to a degree. So it can kind of cut both ways. It can. And just, you know, we need to pause and just realize how amazing it's been that the Houston Texans have done what they've done here, because not only the negativity around that organization for so long, for so many different reasons, not just the losing, but also some of the other extracurricular issues to turn this organization around in basically a year is stunning. And it just shows you how important a draft is, right? You get Will Anderson, you get CJ Stroud, and you go look at what the Carolina Panthers have done with their two early picks in the last two years. And it's a big difference. So now all of a sudden you've got a situation where CJ Stroud is, you know, leading you not only into the playoffs, but into a playoff victory. It's stunning. Um, That being said, uh, I am going to say that this is the end of the story here, I think, for the Texans. And it hurts me to say that because I don't think anybody and Erickson did a ton of draft coverage with me here on the channel last year. Was anybody higher on CJ Stroud than me? I don't know. I don't think so, Erickson. And yet even I didn't believe it. I still drafted him as my QB2 in a ton of Superflex leagues, and I still didn't believe that he was going to win that playoff game last week, and he crushed it. I mean, he was spectacular. Nico Collins is going to be a, a, a second-round pick next year and a top-10 wide receiver probably if things keep going on this trend. But uh, a rested Lamar and a healthy Lamar is a dangerous Lamar. 
And this rushing prop is 54 and a half. And I think if the Ravens are going to win this game, it's Lamar taking the ball into his own hands and doing it. And this number is a little high. 54 and a half is high, especially if you look at the game log for uh, Lamar Jackson. He's only hit this 50% of the games in his last six games. Now, you can also talk about the need of him to run. I think there's a need in this one, too. I think you wear out this younger defense here a little bit by getting out of the pocket, making some big plays. I think it's hard when you're on the road, when Lamar Jackson is at, you know, third and 12 and he rips off a run for 25 yards. I think that takes a lot of the air out of the balloon. And I think that's a tough thing on a young team on the road. So I expect Lamar to have a couple of those moments. And I think that will aid him into that 54 and a half. I think the Texans can cover, but I'm with Erickson. I think I prefer the over rather than even looking at the point totals there on the, uh, in terms of the spread. Erickson, did you pick a side in this one? I know you like the the over, but. Who do you have uh, winning or, or covering at least? Uh, I mean, I have the Texans. I mean, I thought again, it's weird. Like the Texans, like the minute that they got into the playoffs, it's like the market stopped loving them that much. Like I thought that they weren't getting enough respect at home against the Browns. Well, you I know? think the market loved them because the strength of schedule was easy. It was easy to love them. It gets hard to love them when the Cleveland Browns come into town after whooping your ass two weeks ago. Well, I mean, it's hard to love Stroud them when you have to go to Baltimore and win a playoff game. And, and why were people shocked that the Browns yeah, defense true. didn't play well on the road? They haven't played well on the road the entire season. I was blown away by that. I was like, oh, this Browns defense is so good. It's like, guys, like, have you seen it play on the road, though? Like, they've been horrible in every road game. I think everybody really <laughs> wanted to see Flacco come back to Baltimore, too. So there was, like, almost a bit of wish casting and being so heavy on the Browns. The other thing I want to mention about that week one matchup is, remember, that was the game where the Ravens lost during the game. J.K. Dobbins, Ronnie Stanley, Tyler Linderbaum, and Marcus Williams during that week one. Obviously, three of those guys have come back, everybody except Dobbins. But they were kind of blitzed from an injury perspective in that game and still managed to come out, you know, winning by multiple scores. I think it's going to be a really fun game. I'm really excited I did, about I it. I did find the uh, the Slack message that we, yeah. we exchanged back in September 11th, 2023. And <laughs> I said, into a graphic I said for the show? Uh, also <laughs> give credit to Stroud, man. Thought he looked good given the situation. Better than Bryce Young, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh, real words have never been spoken. That was extremely impressive. <laughs> I nailed that one. Uh, you guys know that I love going to games live but I hate the process of buying tickets. It's always so confusing where the fees come in, what the view from the seats actually look like, if I can even trust the seller. It's all just so complicated. That's why I love Game Time, because they think you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. They're the fast and easy way to get you to your next sports, music, comedy, or theater event, because they take the guesswork out of buying tickets. I had a great experience using Game Time last fall. I've talked about before when I went to see the O's in the playoffs while I was back east. The site was easy to navigate. When I had a question about the seller, their customer support team responded to me the morning of the game with a swift, clear answer to any question I had so my mom and I could make the trek up to Baltimore without worrying about if we'd have any trouble getting into the game. We got in. It was awesome. A great time outside of the fact that the O's lost. I've used it. I went to see Jerry Seinfeld a couple months ago. I just went to see a couple days ago Jim Gaffigan live. So like we said, sports, music, comedy, all that stuff. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Their all-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out and you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code FANTASYPROS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code F-A-N-T-A-S-Y-P-R-O-S for $20 off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed let's move to the sunday games here erickson your number two prediction on the week 
Go with the Detroit Lions. They're going to win big at home against the Buccaneers. They're going to cover the six-point spread. Look, this Lions team beat the Buccaneers by two touchdowns in Tampa Bay without their two starting running backs playing in the game. <laughs> Gibbs didn't play in that game at all, and Dave Montgomery got hurt on the first drive. And what did Jared Goff do? He shredded them for over 350 passing yards. Like, again, the Buccaneers team we've talked about has been one of the worst teams to win the division, and they just got lucky by getting the easiest matchup for an Eagles team that was playing <laughs> like they wanted to uh, start the postseason early and really, like, get ready for the offseason. So I would not be swayed or fooled by what the Buccaneers did to the Eagles because the Eagles have been playing absolutely horrible the last six weeks of the season, and the Lions have been a dominant team, especially at home all year long. I think they're going to show that, and they're going to go to the NFC Championship game, and they're going to take on either the 49ers or, who knows, maybe host the Green Bay Packers in round three. So I think that would be crazy to see, but I think the Lions are going to get it done, and they're going to be in the NFC Championship game. So... I think that's going to happen. And then my prop in this particular matchup is just continue to trust in the sun god. I'm on Ross St. Brown is just on an absolute tear. And I don't know why. It, it just it seems like he just never gets the respect that he deserves. Good. Gone for 95 or more receiving yards. Seven of his last eight games played at home this season. He doesn't have a game with less than 77 yards at home at in the entire year. <laughs> like he's just like wakes up 70 yards at home, no matter what, in the dome, Ford Field, Chorus Field of the NFL, if you haven't heard. So I'm just going to continue to ride the sun. God take what I mean, his prop can be at hundred yards and I'll still take the over. Like, like I have that much confidence in him and how well he's playing right now is Jared Goff's number one target. And I mean, where you draft him next year? Like, I mean, he's a top five wide receiver for me in my rankings. I'm trying to figure out where to put him because I think he deserves to be like a first round pick where he kind of was this year. Mm. Oh yeah. So we're actually doing the wide receiver tiers show tomorrow with myself, Fitz and Debro. And that is one of the conversations we have coming up is, is that tier one, the obvious four guys that everybody has, or is there a fifth guy in tier one in Amon Ross St. Brown? So I'm curious to see what they think, you know, about that as we talk about it tomorrow. Uh, Joe, this, this matchup is the one I'm looking forward to least this weekend, which is, which is, <laughs> it's weird because like the Lions are fun. The Baker Mayfield story is fun. I just think the other three matchups are more interesting and exciting. I'm with Erickson that I think the Lions are going to win this one, like running away, honestly, like, I don't think it's going to be all that close. What do you think about this game? You know, we've learned something from not just 2023, but I think every NFL playoff that we've ever watched is something always goes weird with one of these games. And if something's going to go weird with one of these games, I don't think it's one of the massive favorites on Saturday losing. This one feels like the one that goes weird because there and I mentioned this on the betting pro show today. We were talking, we were doing the look ahead, looking at the lines, seeing if there's any early value on them. And my point about this game is the celebration in Detroit was as if they had won the Super Bowl. I mean, you see the GM in the elevator screaming and pumped up, and that's great. Like, it is a great story. It is a feel-good story. We're all happy for the Lions. I'm happy for the Lions. I'm coaching the Lions in flag football right now on my daughter's 12U team. So we're excited for the Lions. But you didn't do anything yet. You just won a playoff game. And I think that that is a little bit of a dangerous situation where you have all that emotion, all that stuff wrapped up in this game, wrapped up in that narrative game against the Rams, coming back, you know, against Goff and the Goff and Stafford narrative and all that fun stuff that was going on there. Eminem's writing raps about it. All kinds of things are happening. But at the end of the day, now you got to pump the air up in the balloon again. And now you got to go play the Bucks, who have nothing to lose because they're not supposed to be there in the first place. It makes them very dangerous. If any game goes sideways, this is the one. Now, I think the Lions find a way to sneak their way through it, but get ready. I, I think this one is the one to keep an eye on. It might not be the least interesting to watch at the end of the day. It might be the most interesting when all is said and done. But that being said, regardless of win or lose, 
I do think Amon Ross St. Brown is the way to go. I got to the show sheet before Erickson, just so everybody knows, but still he stole all my props. Over 88 and a half receiving yards. I'm going to go over the seven and a half receptions too. And the anytime touchdown, you can get plus 100 on there. You can put all three together and get a really nice plus money if you want to just go all in on Amon Ra. And as Erickson pointed out, it's a good idea to do that. Uh, to be clear, I'm still excited for this game and every game. It's the plus. We only have like, what, seven games left. So uh, it's not that I'm not going to be watching. I just think the other three, maybe it's just because of the quarterbacks. But like, I just think the quarterback matchups, the other three games this weekend are more interesting. Uh, that's just me. I will probably be proven wrong. I often am. Uh, if you're looking to make smarter bets, check out the Betting Pros Prop Bet Cheat Sheet. This essential tool compares Betting Pros projections with sportsbook lines for all available prop bets. Easily filter by matchup, prop market, odds, and more to find the best bets that interest you. Increase your chances of winning with detailed analysis and up-to-date information. Don't just bet. Bet smart with betting pros. Check it out at bettingpros.com slash props or on the betting pros app. Erickson, you've got another prediction in this Lions-Bucks game. Yeah, I think it's going to be another shootout in the dome. Forward field, Lions-Buccaneers are going to go over 50 points total. The current line is at 48 and a half points. I think it's an easy overplay here because it's forward field. Last 18 home games for the Lions. The average total has been 54 and a half points. 77% of the games have scored at least 51 points. 14 of the last 18 games at home, the Lions have gone over 51 points. Again, the Lions defense can't stop anybody. The Buccaneers defense can't stop anybody that's good. So I'm going to go over here across the board in the dome. And the props that I like are on the Buccaneers side. Like Mike Evans. God. Mike, Mike Evans has to catch a football down the field eventually. He has 265 air yards over the last two weeks but he has 70 actual yards. So again, we saw it last night or on Monday night football where, I mean, he's open downfield. He's just not catching the ball. And he did this two weeks ago too. Like he's just not connecting on some of these deep balls with Baker Mayfield, but you know, what team allows the most air yards than any other defense. It's the Detroit lions, baby. So it's going to be more downfield targets. The regression is going to kick in for Mike Evans. I think he's going to go over hundred yards. Like his prop here, you can get it 67 and a half. Maybe even a little bit lower, 63 yards. I just going to take the over on it. I think I've been on the over the last two weeks. It's been burned last two weeks by Mike Evans because you cannot catch the ball when it's hit downfield. But I think this is where he breaks his cold streak. Um, so I like Mike Evans to go over here in a game that I expect there to be a lot of points scored. Joe, take us home with our 10th and final prediction mm. on Chiefs Bills. Patrick Mahomes playing his first ever road game in the playoffs. How about them apples? That's kind of interesting when you think about it, right? And I think this is the perfect time for that. I think Kansas City needed a little humbling because they are, at this point, they're measured only by Super Bowl appearances and wins. And I think that, you know, the pressure of being the Kansas City Chiefs just kind of caught up with them this year. And now you get to go to Buffalo and be the underdog. I think that's the perfect thing. I think that's exactly what the Chiefs needed. They needed a cold weather game, beat up on the Dolphins to remember who you were. You've consolidated the offense around Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey, and my boy, Rushy Rice. And we're going to go right back again. I missed it by this much, but I'm not going to miss it this week. Let's go over the six and a half receiving yard uh, receptions, excuse me, for uh, Rushy Rice. Let's go over 70 and a half uh, receiving yards and plus 125 for the anytime touchdown. Rice is that guy. And I think that when you look back to and what happened with the Buffalo Bills, they've lost a lot of pieces in that game defensively. A lot of guys got banged up. So they are short right now defensively. That's a problem. Even for Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill anymore or the offense that used to be high flying all over the place. It was so good just a few years ago. 
I think that this is the perfect setup here for Patrick Mahomes to go and say, oh, we're the underdog. Okay, Buffalo, watch this. Perfect. It's exactly what the doctor ordered for this team that I think has put way too much pressure on themselves all year long. And I think they're going to go back, have some fun. And I think, unfortunately, that's bad news for Buffalo. I'm so intrigued to see what happens in this game. I'm in a, a confidence, you know, picks pool in the playoffs with some mm-hmm. friends. This is the game I'm putting the least amount of confidence in. Uh, you could convince me that, you know, Josh Allen has been waiting to have this home game against the Chiefs since that 13 second game. You could convince me that Patrick Mahomes has an underdog. Like, who cares if he's on the road? He's still Patrick Mahomes. Like, I, I, I could see this going any direction. I am really excited for it. Erickson, you didn't make a prediction on this game. How do you see it playing out, though? Hmm. There's a reason why I didn't make a prediction, because I just want to watch. Hey, that's okay. You can sometimes just sit back and watch. I really don't like a lot of the the player props in this game. I didn't pick a side, because I think it's just two quarterbacks going at it. So hopefully I'm just making enough money through those three games that I can just sit back with my feet up, you know, a nice, uh, have some lobster mac and cheese that I can afford now. Come and, on, boys. Uh, Chiefs money line plus 124. <laughs> Let's go. It's Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I am Come taking on. I am taking the Chiefs. It's the, like I said, it's one I have the least confidence in, but I am with you in that I am I am rolling with the Chiefs in this one, Joe. So I won't totally sit on the fence like Erickson is, but All I right. do not have the conviction that, that you do. I don't I don't, <laughs> you have, don't have to bet every game. Courage. You don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah, That's what I want to There's only really seven games to, left. You need to bet all of them because trust me, you're sitting there in April, you'll wish you had a game you didn't know what was gonna happen and you could just bet on it. So uh, we will uh, we'll have fun with this one this week. Going to be a great weekend of games, I think. Hopefully, all four of them are fun, even though I'm only expecting three of them. We'll get out of there on that. For Erickson and Joey P, I am Ryan Warmly. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts at fantasypros.com slash review or on Spotify. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.